government business. If the ticket agent brought up the subject, that would be different. He could be non-committal. You heard the old prison's closing, huh? Well, after 33 years, I imagine you won't be too sorry to see it happen. But the ticket agent didn't bring up the subject. A little while later, they heard the noise outside. The ticket agent looked at them through his barred window and said, There's a motor conveyance pulling into the yard I reckon is for you people. Mr. Manley had never ridden in an automobile before. He asked the driver what kind it was, and the driver told him it was a 20-horsepower Ford touring car. Powerful and speedy. Belonged to the superintendent, Mr. Rining. It was comfortable, Mr. Manley said, but kind of noisy, wasn't it? He wanted to ask how much a motor rig like this cost. But there was the prison above him. The walls and the guard towers against the night sky. The towers, like little houses with pointed roofs, dark houses, nobody home. When the gravel road turned and climbed close along the south wall, Mr. Manley had to look almost straight up, and he said to the guard driving the car, I didn't picture the walls so high. And the guard answered, Eighteen feet up and eight feet thick, a man can't jump it and he can't bore through neither. My last trip up this goddamn rock pile the Pima deputy said, sitting in the back seat with his prisoner. I'm going to the railroad hotel and get me a bottle of whiskey, and in the morning I'm taking a train home and ain't never coming back here again. The rest of the way up the hill, Mr. Manley said nothing. He would remember this night and the strange feeling of riding in a car up Prison Hill, up close to this great silent mound of adobe and granite. Yuma Territorial Prison that he had heard stories about for years, that he could almost reach out and touch. But was it like a prison? More like a tomb of an ancient king, Mr. Manley was thinking. A pyramid, a ghostly monument. Or if it was a prison, then one that was already deserted. Inside the walls, there were more than a hundred men, maybe a hundred and fifty, counting the guards. But there was no sound or sign of life. Only this motor car, putt-putting up the hill, taking forever to reach the top. What if it did take forever, Mr. Manley thought. What if they kept going and going and never reached the prison gate, but kept moving up into stony darkness for all eternity, until the four of them realized this was God's judgment upon them? He could hear the Pima deputy cursing and saying, Now wait a minute, I'm just here to deliver a prisoner. It could happen this way. Mr. Manley thought. Who said you had to die first? Or how did a person know when he was dead? Maybe he had died on the train. He had dozed off and opened his eyes as they were pulling into the depot. A man, sixty years old, could die in his sleep. But, and here was the question, if he was dead and this was happening, why would he be condemned to darkness? What had he done wrong in his life? Not even thinking about it very hard, he answered at once, though quietly. What have you done right? Sixty years of life, Mr. Manley thought. Thirty years as a preacher of the Holy Word. Seven years as a missionary among pagan Indians. Half his life spent in God's service, and he was not sure he had converted even one soul to the light of truth. 
They reached the top of the bluff at the west end of the prison, and coming around the corner, Mr. Manley saw the buildings that were set back from the main gate, dim shapes and cold yellow lights that framed windows and reflected on the hard-packed yard. He was aware of the buildings and thought briefly of an army post, single and two-story structures with peaked roofs and neatly painted verandas. He heard the driver point out the guards' mess and recreation hall, the arsenal, the stable, the storehouses. He heard him say, if you're staying in the superintendent's cottage, it's over yonder by the trees. Mr. Manley was familiar with government buildings in clean-swept areas. He had seen them at the San Carlos Reservation and at Fort Huachuca and at the Indian School. He was staring at the prison wall where a single light showed the main gate as an oval cavern in the pale stone, a dark tunnel entrance crisscrossed with strips of iron.